0: Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad. Squish. And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer. And BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library, and with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane.
1: Last time on improvised weapons. Who dat? Why would I want to poison the cobalt? Don't I'm creating have those supplies. To steal
2: for the refugee.
1: It'll kill stuff real dead. Yeah, I've seen how you roll.
3: Monsters aren't real. Most of the cave floor is, is supernatural. Not supernatural, but like super. <laughs> Hyphen natural. <laughs> and Utesh helped us know where the blood was.
2: Oh, was, was her name was <laughs> Utesh. <laughs> I'm gonna
3: make her famous. God, that poison sack is looking like a good thing now.
2: Buffalo Flinjar? <laughs> not really. It's Ritz Philip.
3: The bloody mark closes at seven. Mm,
1: yes, the message
2: boards love him.
3: <laughs> In the future, we'll do okay. it. I don't want to do it for her. I sure. just want to punish her for not being here. E
1: I E I OH! <laughs>
3: Fucking Gandalf over here fucking with his giant Gandalf. eagles. Oh shit, find snake! Is the, his first name Kemi? <laughs> Kemi Chesme? Is, yeah. uh, is that six flying snakes inside your cloak <laughs> <park or> and <laughs> you just happened to see me?
0: We've made some pretty cool announcements since the new year. Our partnership with BattleBards, the official release of our wiki, and we're not getting off the hype train just yet. If you've got Q's, then we've got A's. And maybe some educated rambling to go along with it. Our friendly neighborhood DM will be coming to you on Facebook Live at least once a month for a little show we like to call Philosophical Wax. Every episode will have a different topic and will hopefully be thrown wildly off course by live questions from the audience. But even if he doesn't get any questions, one thing we know about our DM is that he can talk. And talk. And talk. And talk. talk. So there won't be any dead air. Be on the lookout on Facebook at IWVTCast for the official time and date. And in the meantime, let us know what you'd like to hear our FNDM wax philosophical about. Now, let's hit it and crit it.
3: Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party found and spoke with Utesh. She told them of a secret path into the city, an old <laughs> smuggling route that even Gulric didn't know about. It stems from a cave in the south, known to locals as the Bloodied Maw. After some convincing, Utesh divulged that the cave has traps in it to keep out the riff She also told the party how to find and disarm them. Before heading out, the party stopped at the command tent to let Sir Theraphid know that they would hopefully soon be in the city. He was in a foul mood. Apparently, one of his lieutenants took a contingent of fighters to go and attack the West Gate against orders. and. The Tempered Steel simply doesn't have the forces to spare on mounting a rescue. The party agreed to travel that direction and see what they might be able to do, though Therapid cautioned them not to make their presence known to those occupying the city. The party then set out on horseback around the west edge of Bastafier. Cassian spotted the surviving members of the renegade group. They were pinned down behind some dead horses, about forty feet from the gate, and under heavy fire from crossbows and a ballista. There was much talk about how to help them without getting close enough to be seen. They decided to have Cassian summon fake creatures in the form of flying snakes, have them deliver a message to the harried fighters, and then continue on to the wall to sow chaos so the fighters could escape. The snakes swooped in, taking the cultists by surprise, weaving in and out of them on top of the wall and biting at every opportunity. Every opportunity. They gave the mercenaries the opening they needed to make a run for it. Of the six, five made it to the tree line. They thanked the party and then trudged back to the tent camp to accept their punishment. Meanwhile, Cassian, Eowyn, Ildov, and Yarfik continued their trek southward. And that is where we pick up. You've made it to the ridgeline that Utesh spoke of and are currently following it west. Heading that way, per her directions, you walk about a mile and a half through the trees till you come to a path leading down the ridge. And at the bottom of the path, you can see the dark sliver of a cave opening.
4: Where are we? I'm getting really sick of riding backwards. Oh, we've come to the front of it. Jaffik, oh. you, uh, you can
2: probably get off. We, we've been walking. Oh, yeah, we, we walked so... the path, right? We weren't on the horses still. You could still be on the horses. Oh, okay. If we, we, we sit on the horses, then Yafik's facing backwards. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm
4: not. I'm, not like, oh. <laughs> I'm trying to get my flying
1: snake minions to spell out v in the air over us.
4: <laughs> You're not wearing them as a cloak anymore? Not
1: anymore. Well, I'm going to put have them stashed back under my cloak when we go into the tunnel so I can, like, flash out and, like, surprise people.
2: Surprise the cave?
1: <laughs> well, any enemies we might meet in the cave.
2: Right. Now, what did Utesh say? She said there were plates, three?
4: Pressure, pressure plates, plates. Pressure, on top of the traps. Yes. They look like smooth okay.
1: patches in the rough
2: cave, so they should be easy to spot.
4: Okay. They, they were super, as in really natural, not, yes. not, not supernatural. Yes. Right.
2: Okay, well, I feel we have
4: what we need. So I can get off the horse now? Yeah, let's roll really on in. Yeah, Jaffik, you can probably hop mm. off.
3: Are we um, so you're gonna travel <clears throat> down the path to the cave mouth oh how far away you're just you're like at the top of the ridge line and there's a, a path that travels down it uh yeah, yeah it to, head head down off, to the base hop of the off, ridge and okay. we'll
2: take the horses <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs> no yeah all right we'll walk the, the horses down. just like snowballs Whoa! down <laughs> uh so uh you you go down the path towards the bottom of this rough path the ground seems to transition somewhat from rock to clay um it's soft beneath the horse's hooves and they naturally slow down a bit to adjust to it and you now find yourselves standing in front of the cave opening and you instantly know you're in the right place Huge stalactites and stalagmites form a wicked-looking, ten-foot-tall, toothy mouth with deep red runnels of clay pouring out between the, for lack of a better word, teeth. There is no doubt in your minds, this is the bloodied maw.
2: Oh, I see. Because it's, it's like a mouth. Right. It's like a big mouth. Mm-hmm. And the, with blood coming out of it. The rusty clay is... It looks like blood. Yeah, that's I, why they call it the bloodied ma.
1: You guys know how I remember stalactites versus stalagmites. I just remember stalactites have a C in them for Cassian, and I'm
4: down for whatever. So, and they have. <laughs> so
2: I just remember them because they, I know that.
4: The same here. I grew up around them in the mine. I mean, I
2: guess so that's very easy.
3: Is this,
5: is this a necessary conversation right now? <laughs> no, let's go. I think,
4: I, I think we're biting time before we go into the bloody maw.
3: For me, it was always stalactites have a C for ceiling and stalagmites have a G for ground. So that's where they... Stalactites hang from the ceiling, stalagmites come up from the ground. That's right. a good one too,
4: disembodied voice in the sky. Let's go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I walk into the cave. that one of the snakes? <laughs> Are you? Sam, do uh, I in fact still have my snakes with me? You do, yeah. They last eight hours, don't they? Oh no, they last an hour. Oh, an hour. Uh, you do still have them. You're on the tail end of your snakes. Okay. Can somebody
1: cast light on one of your snakes? Get it?
2: Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I'll great. cast light on a snake. All okay. Right.
3: I send the glowing
1: snake ahead of us to, to like, <laughs> see the way, spot the way.
3: Okay.
2: I, cool. I I have my eyes peeled for pressure plates. Okay. Um, let's
3: get. Uh, let's get perception checks.
4: I'm also kind of taking in the rock formation. I want to kind of see how long. Like, it's yep. Oh, any- uh,
1: that's a nat twenty for perception.
4: Nice. I have a fifteen.
5: Seven not
3: going to use that one anymore. Okay, uh, so Cassian, you see everything. Uh, <laughs> the whole see... universe lies open yes. before me. Yes. it's Time and space um... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now, as you uh, sort of approach the bloodied maw, uh, just not even going inside the cave yet, around the outside of it, you can see that at the, the edges of the cave entrance, there are uh, faint footprints that look like they're going both in and out though so they seem to have like somewhat naturally been refilled with clay over time. It seems like the the clay deposits are a constant thing, just sort of running out of this cave. The ground here is also like uh, much more moist, uh, so there's a bit of a like a, to your feet as you're walking through this part of it. But at the very mouth of the cave, there's nothing that's going to perturb you at all. It's it's Great. easy to progress through.
2: Wonderful. Okay. Uh, say. Ildub, get some of that clay with your mold earth and will We can fire it and make some lovely ceramics. Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. it what are you going to ahead? I'm walking into the cave with
2: my glowing snake yeah. ahead of me.
4: You can create flame. There's a kiln right there for you. <laughs> uh,
3: so as you enter the cave, um, it is very dark inside. However, you of course have your your light up snake with you, so you can see uh, fairly easily in a in a thirty foot radius of the snake. Oh, sorry, real um, quick question, yep. Sam. Yes. Um,
1: were the, the footprints that we saw, did they, they looked pretty reasonably humanoid? Was there anything weird about them? The uh, size of puddlers?
3: They are, they were humanoid. Okay. Um and they were not the they were they were, you know, various sizes uh from human to gnome. Okay. But not tons of them and and fairly aged based on how much clay had filled them in. Mm. Cool. Yeah. cool. Cool. But yeah. as you go inside, your your flying snake ahead of you with light cast on it uh it disturbs a group of bats that sort of fly <laughs> out overhead.
2: Yeah. They're like gross. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> you guys you ever can... had
4: that problem when you go in a dark place like disturbing things in there because I walked through and I could see. Yeah, I seem to remember I disturbed you in the darkness one night when we were
1: sharing a room, Jaffik. I don't know what you were doing.
2: (laughs) You disturb a lot of people by entering their spaces,
4: Jaffik. (laughs) Very (laughs) true. I apologize yeah, for the write-down. Uh,
3: <laughs> so uh, as you begin to, to go in, the, uh, the cave sort of narrows, and it accentuates the noises of small beasts and, and insects, sort of punctuating this also steady trickle of water that you can hear. The farther in you progress, eventually the corridor sort of evens out into this five-foot-wide natural passageway uh, that looks like it's, it's just heading straight north back towards the city. So given that, uh, you guys are going to have to travel in single file. So what's the marching order?
2: I'm not first. I'm not first I'll either. go first.
3: Okay, so if you're going first, that means A, you are prime person searching for traps, and B, prime person disarming
1: the traps. Yeah, I'm probably the best at disarming traps, actually. So I don't mind taking points. It's also my snake. I feel a little responsible for
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I'll stay second then to, to back you up there when you come flying back. Okay. Uh,
1: thanks um, for the vote of confidence, Yafra. <laughs> you know,
2: so, Deb and I will just keep swapping. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just leapfrogging? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as you walk through, uh, you remember Utesh told you about the defenses that were set up in here, uh, and she distinctly said that there were three of them. Um, she told you what to look for, she told you how to go about disarming them. Uh, so, what I'm going to have you guys do is, uh, and you're going to roll uh several investigation checks to search for traps oh as i assume you are searching for them quite actively certainly um but you're gonna have advantage on each of them that is uh, a relief because i
1: suck at investigation
3: yeah. Uh, but yeah because you got the information out of her ahead of time you will have advantage on each so okay. let's go ahead and get the first one in uh your you're second in line. Uh, you you are welcome to roll as well to aid him, which will give if you essentially wow. roll over a ten, he'll
1: get a plus one. That is bizarre. I rolled the exact same roll for both dice, and it was an eight. Plus three I rolled, is I a also rolled an
3: eight. You also rolled an eight. Okay, yeah. So so Yarfix no help. <laughs> uh, so Cassian, as you're walking along, uh, you're sort of searching the floor, but there's this like trickle of water that's that's sort of uh, masking things that you would be able to to see normally. And you take a step, and you just you hear this this click like like a uh, uh, flint stone hitting back. Rock. Everybody, get back! Uh, so I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay,
1: that's a little Find bit it. more my speed. Let's see here. Holy shit! Natural one. No. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, no. you hear this. No. Oh. <laughs> uh,
3: unfortunately, you guys are all like right up next to each other, so it's really hard to pull him backwards uh, because you're all occupying that space. Um, so Cassian, as you take that step, you hear that little click of uh, flint hitting a stone. There's a spark, and all of a sudden, there's this plume of flame that comes up directly below you. <laughs> Ah. Um and you uh and you take 5 fire damage Ugh. as this plume of flame goes up around you. Okay. And you are on fire. Oh god, well, I any stopped
2: anymore. drop and roll. Control flames.
3: Okay. So, Galen casts control flame and douses the flame on you, but you've still taken that bit of damage. Thanks, what do you Aowyn. guys want to do?
1: No problem. It's a cantrip. I guess I guess press on, right?
2: I mean, that's... But now we know it I mean,
3: you can continue so on. Can you can stop and investigate that. Should we disable the trap? Yes, maybe we should try Oh,
1: to. I figured it was triggered. Uh, okay, hold on. Let's everybody back up. Now that we know where it is, we back up a ways, and um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna um, just, like, board. throw a big rock onto the pressure plate. Okay. Does it go off again?
3: Um, so you you find a, a suitably sized rock, and you drop it onto the pressure plate from, like, the, the furthest distance your arms allow you to be, um, and it does not... No plume of flame comes up again.
1: I think this one was a one and done, guys.
3: Now
2: we know where it is, so we can just step over it. How big is it?
3: The plank of wood, it's not terribly large. It's maybe about, like, a foot square. So we can step over it quite easily. All right, yeah, let's keep going. So you continue going on, uh, say, another 50 to 75 feet or so, and I'm going to need you to make another set of investigation checks.
1: Jesus I cannot roll for crap right now. That was a, My highest was a 10 on that with uh,
3: 10 plus 1 uh, from Yarfik helping. Uh, so that's still 11. I'm going to need <laughs> you to make another dexterity saving throw. Okay. Are you sure you player? don't want me to
2: go Cassian, maybe
1: somebody else
3: should do <laughs> can have some deep fried Cassian.
1: That's a 10 for dexterity. What
4: happens <laughs> my dice right now? <laughs> I see in the dark.
3: Uh, so that is just three points of fire damage this time, as again, this plume of flame ignites, uh, right in front of you, just as you're stepping forward, essentially right into it.
2: I, again, cast
4: Control Flames, (laughs) stepping off on fire.
1: Good news, guys, that one felt like it set me on fire a little less than last time, so (laughs) we're heading in the right direction.
4: Cassian, would you like me to give it a shot? I'm not saying you're not dexterous and you're not the person to do it, but I mean, I, yeah, I can take fire damage better. Oh, did, so So did you spot that one ahead of time? Oh, very much so. I was trying to point it out to you, but I forgot you couldn't see me behind you. Okay, me. yeah. You know what? Go ahead. You you can see in the dark anyways, right?
1: I always forget about that.
4: Yep. <laughs> so, we yeah, I can take points, yeah, and a um,
1: if you need me to disarm anything, give me a holler. Will
3: do. So uh, you two sort of take a moment to, to swap spaces. Uh, Yarfic, you go down low. Cassian like steps up and back over you. Uh, and now, Yarfic, you're in front. Um, so you continue on, all the rest of you easily avoiding the plank now that you know where it is. Uh, and let's get uh, Yarfic uh, with advantage. Investigation.
4: So that's a net one, and that is a
3: fifteen. With a fifteen, you are able to see the plank. See, this is what the plank looks like.
4: Oh, a plank! Okay, I thought <laughs> so said I was that.
3: looking up.
2: Uh, you can see it
3: now. It's it's well hidden under the dirt, and there are stones sort of scattered about the edges of it to to obscure it from view. But now that you can see it, like it's it's very clear where it is. So, Cassie, kay. it's
4: there. Can you can you step back over me and take care of this?
1: Yeah, I mean. Sam, how much of the path is it covering? Can we just sidle around it, or do we actually need to disarm it?
3: It's up to you guys. You, you it's, it's only a foot square, so you can step over it. But, you know, if you fear that you may have to make a hasty retreat of some kind mm. and not want to have to worry about it, then you may want to take care of it now.
1: Mm. I sort of feel like once we know where it is, you know, if we are retreating, maybe we can lead somebody into it. Although, yeah, that doesn't do much for us. Screw it, I'll
3: try and disarm it. Uh, you have thieves tools? I do. Okay, let's go ahead and get a roll with them. I'm gonna put my hand on his
4: belt this time. To pull uh, and back. you
3: do have advantage on the uh, disarming roll as well, oh, because okay. cool. Utesh did tell you how to disarm them.
1: That's better, that's a natural
3: 20. I guess what a natural 20 does it (laughs) Um, so you very carefully clear the dirt and stones off the top of the plank without putting any pressure on it you dig your fingers in underneath so that you can lift it straight up just as she told you to and then you find the uh, the wire that's attached underneath and with a little pair of clippers you just snip it so you can set the plank aside and you can see now the mechanism underneath is actually very simple There's a small uh, leather bladder that is probably filled with oil or something else flammable. Um, And then there's this flint and stone on the very tip of it uh, with this little funnel that the oil gets pushed through. So the second you step on it, it cracks the flint, which causes a spark, and it shoots the oil up straight through it and then straight up in front of you. And that's also why the other ones, once they were triggered, they wouldn't get triggered again because it just expels all the oil in one go. Nice. Let's
2: keep that oil sack. Like yeah, that. yeah, let's hang on to that.
3: You can. Yeah.
4: One out of three ain't bad. Yes. That was good.
3: So someone write down, you now have a sack of oil. A flame bladder, if you will. Oh, oh. <laughs> I
2: will, thank you. Cranberry juice should clear that out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what fantasy chlamydia is. Yeah. It's called it's flame, flame bladder. Right
2: <laughs> oh,
5: Fantasy Chlamydia. Oh, man.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the
3: stage. <laughs> <laughs> Chlam- Worst my drag, drag name. performer name ever. Fantasy Chlamydia.
5: <laughs> it's my next alter ego. <laughs> we
2: need somebody to distract the gods.
5: <laughs> Did someone call for me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Quick, do your famous fan dance. <laughs> so, what now? Uh, we'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, is my I mean, keep looking around. around. Your uh, your snake by this point, uh, your snakes have probably faded. Actually,
5: okay.
4: is there like an emblem on his uh, on on your clothes, Cassian? Like a like a like a stitched out part of
2: it?
3: I mean, you can do that. You also have the hooded lantern that you bought. And, you and also and had f- just have your sword, which is yeah yeah.
1: We could totally get light. Item. I'm just curious. I kind of liked the idea that like our light was dangling a ways ahead of us, you know. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter
4: put your your sword on the fishing
1: Did Utash give us any hint as to how long this cave was, by the way?
3: Uh, She did not, but you can surmise that it's you went a certain distance away from the city, you're going to have to travel at least that far back.
1: Right, right. So, Uh, based on that, how close would we estimate we are?
3: uh, The distance away from the city was uh, you went about a mile south and then about a mile and a half to the west. So, you're probably looking at whatever the hypotenuse of that triangle is. Uh, you don't know exactly how far into the city the cave goes. You just know that it, it comes out somewhere in the sewers in the grove. All
2: right.
1: Let's, let's press on, I guess. Um... 2.5 miles.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you continue going, and about uh, 200 feet or so past the, the last of the traps, uh, you come across what looks like the remains of an, an iron barred door. There are some vertical bars on your right, there are some hinges on your left, but everything that you would expect to be in between just looks like it's rusted away. So
4: it's still up, but it's rusted, or is it
3: on the floor and such? Um, So it is, there's essentially like a hole in the middle of it, you can step right through, there's no evidence of the bars themselves other than what's still left. On the frame of the door.
1: Okay, I'm gonna inspect it to see if there's any kind of trap or danger on it.
3: Check. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation. Yeah, my yeah, sure. Can I
5: cast detect magic?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. for okay.
1: investigation.
5: I'll do that.
3: Okay, so uh, Ildov casts detect magic. And uh, there, there doesn't seem to do anything magical about this door. It's just okay. a normal door that's very rusty.
5: Seems like a normal rusty door. <laughs> um,
3: Cassian, in in looking at it, you you take your sword out so that you can see in in very bright light exactly what's going on, and you sort of uh, uh, you know uh, put your hands out to feel the 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 areas where it's rusted are very brittle, and you can notice that the pattern of the rust formation doesn't look like it just happened naturally like there's a lot of water in this cave so you would expect something to become rusted but this looks like it was rusted almost from the center out and the outer portions of the door haven't gotten as rusty as the inner portions that have clearly like disintegrated for lack of a better term Um, so whatever happened to this door it wasn't just the natural course right
2: So, the path that the rust took, or the rusted route, (laughs) was. uh... Not natural.
3: <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to have to send you all on your way. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right.
2: We're we're, we're, we're,
1: we're <laughs> all right, we'll have, let's head to. I, I,
5: I just hand in my rod of the pack <laughs> and walk out of the cave. She disintegrates
2: <laughs> out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, does one of
1: you guys who has dark vision want to hold my little hand? And, uh, <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: we'll
2: send you on your way.
5: yeah
3: <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's up? What you guys doing? What's I'm going for the, the Okay, are you going to still be in the front? Uh,
1: yeah.
4: Okay. Maybe some of acid or something through.
3: So, as you continue Wait, on, uh, let's get, uh, perception checks from everybody.
2: Okay, passive?
3: Uh, no, active. Okay. Uh, 14. 12.
2: 13.
5: 20, not natural.
3: Okay. Wait,
2: perception? Yes. Yes, 12.
3: Okay. Yarfick, uh you are probably the most accustomed to being in these kinds of close quarters and underground, um, so your ears just very quickly become attuned to the area, and you begin to hear this sort of chittering noise, sort oh. of like a... Uh, we're being tasked. <laughs> <sighs> uh. um, coming somewhere ahead of you... And it, sound it sounds like, like above you as well. Sam, a lot of them. would I
1: know, would Cassianet know about what sorts of things might cause something to spontaneously rust away?
3: Uh, why don't you roll a me check? a nature check? Okay. So does it sound like that was like, his way of saying Fred knows. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I know exactly what we're thinking. Uh, That's going to be nasty. All right. Uh, what is my nature skill? Oh, great. Oh, that's
3: natural nice. twenty. You know exactly what this is, uh, based. You know, Yarvik stops everybody and says, "You know, like, listen, uh, you can all hear this noise." And then Cassie and you put it together. Uh, this noise—it sounds like the the clicking of mandibles—and that, coupled with the rusted door, there's there's a rust monster somewhere in yeah. this cave with you,
1: Shit, guys. Uh, we used, we ran into these uh, with the nine lives. One of our one of the. Um, Lords that we were uh, we were working against one time had some of these to send out against his enemy troops to soften them up. They they can destroy armor, weapons, anything metal that they touch. So if anyone has anything metal they don't want to lose, I would stow it now and stay well back. We need a front line that that can work without metal. Do realize
4: I am covered in metal? I don't
1: yeah, so you I'm maybe don't want to be in the front line for this one.
5: Uh, mage armor isn't metal. No,
3: no. no uh, your mage armor is like made of shadows. Yeah. Um, Whoa! I <laughs> mean,
4: that's pretty metal. But Which that's is, not, yeah, different kind of metal. metal.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, Ildov yeah. and Eowyn would so unlikely brutal. have anything metal on yeah. you. I mean, you. I think you have a dagger or a short sword. I have a dagger. Um, yeah.
2: So that's something rod, that, but I'm putting that, in my bag.
3: that may attract them. Uh, Cassie, and the other thing you know about rust monsters is that they have. Uh, they can actually smell iron. Um, from a distance of like up to at least about thirty feet away. Okay. Oh, so even if they're within thirty feet of you and you're not like brandishing something, if they if it's on you, they will know you have well, it they and they'll zero inside in
2: inside the you. bag of pool. Yeah, because the iron rug's been in my bag for a while.
3: That you don't know. Okay,
4: I'm gonna go with the fact that it probably isn't. I'm going to disrobe completely and nope, everything okay. in bag again. <laughs> you missed the dwarf wrestling. That was more fun. Uh, Can, so it's and, gonna, I, <laughs> and I, for you for you, I'll keep a loin cloth on. Can any of us magical
1: types um, create any kind of a barrier to keep these things back from us? Because I'm
3: stowing Aja's tear taking
1: out a longbow.
2: Is
3: uh, made well, I can yes,
5: teleport myself and someone.
3: So, Cassian, you, you had a natural 20 on your Somewhere nature roll, right? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, the other thing you'll know is that um, magical items are immune to the rusting of Oh,
1: sick. Okay, I draw Aja's tear.
4: <laughs> I'm keeping my shield.
3: Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going is- to stow Frosted Flake, though, for sure. That is a good call.
2: And then I'll take the immovable I mean I'm not I don't know if I want to use the oh, but it is a magical item. You know
1: what else I'm gonna do, Sam, is take out my decanter of endless water.
3: Okay. What uh, do they so look like? Yarfik in taking off they look your like big, um, big rust colored Taking bugs. off your armor is gonna take you a full five minutes.
4: Right, I do try to do as stealthily as I
3: can. Uh, roll stealth. Eight. Let's see if they notice. Okay. Um, oh, God. So you are uh, in the process of taking off your armor. Everyone else is sort of making preparations. Cassian's taken out Aji's tear, He's taken out the decanter of endless water. Uh, what are what are the ladies up to?
2: Uh, we're just painting each other's nails. I'm just braiding our hair. And <laughs> taking <laughs> some quizzes. Yeah. It.
5: <laughs>
4: what kind of Bastafier housewife are you? Yeah. <laughs> housewife Can we, we tell? So, so? Oh,
5: I'm the bitchy one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sam, can we tell what direction the sound is coming from?
3: It's coming from ahead of you. Can I
1: see anything now that I have Aji's tear out and it's glowing?
3: Uh, not yet. Okay, I mean, um, I... So I have my shield and I have my holy symbol, that's it. I, can, I don't have anything
2: magical.
4: Except myself. <laughs> except all of me. No, I meant
2: <laughs> iron. I have the immovable rod, but that's magically metal. Yes. Sorry, Can I put anything? my
5: dagger in the bag of holding? Yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'll toss
1: Frosted Flake in the bag too. You
3: certainly have time to make all of these preparations. Well, and uh, day, my, while my that's all happening, right Cassian is also able to sort of draw a, a crude picture in the, the mud at your feet. Uh, To show you what it is, so it just like he draws a line and it just falls back into itself. But we get the idea. (laughs) 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 I'll
5: just do it really fast.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that is what a rust monster looks like.
5: It
4: looks like a big. I would have probably heard of these because they probably would have been around some of our tunnels.
2: Yes, you definitely would have. Terracotta pink pill bug. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sort of.
3: They're, They're large, they have these. Uh, like lumpy chitinous plates and these long feathery antenna on their heads. Mm. That's hot. Okay. Um, and Cassian, antenna? once again with your natural twenty, you would know that the antenna are what you do not want to touch a metal oh. object. Right. That's what causes the rust. Okay.
1: Um, while we're while they're coming towards us, I'm going to use my minor illusion to create an image of like a little like fully plate armored gnome standing next to me so that like between it and me we're kind of creating a front line
3: okay cool uh, well we're going to uh, have to put this on a map now so if we can lift we're that a map Ma- get a map Time oh. to get on <laughs>
5: Oh, well, uh, okay. Well, it's not well, super quite the
1: exciting. reveal. There's <laughs> some bumps and spumps. Oh. The map is uh, <laughs> a line. You tell me that's not a spump.
5: Okay. You know what? You're right. I didn't. I did. I just glanced at it. But now that I'm looking closer, that is very clearly a um, spump. I don't
3: see the Ildov and Awen, which of you is at the back of the pack? Uh, 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 uh,
5: um, uh me. Okay. I'm at the back.
3: And I give um,
2: Yafik my quarterstaff.
5: Okay. Uh, so I
2: have a weapon. Ah, yes. Uh, melee, plus three to hit. One D6, bludgeoning damage.
1: I'm going to say, Yarfik, if those monsters are anything like as scared of you as I am <laughs> right now, we are in for no trouble at all. And I'm giving him a point of inspiration, or a, you know what I mean, an inspiration die. Thank you. And
4: yes. uh, with that, I'm, uh, I'm going to step up to where the gnome is now. I'm going to pr- present the front line. Okay,
3: well, you only one of you can be in front. Right. It's a five foot wide corridor. Right, so I'm right behind him. Then. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so you guys are all right next to each other. Um, and live. this chittering noise now is getting closer. <gasps> the and then they, uh, the rust monster comes into view
5: uh,
3: <gasps> overhead, Ooh. about uh, upside down on the ceiling, like curling oh, along the ceiling. I did not realize the they could do that <laughs> uh, About About 30 feet in front of you. How far, we're gonna okay. have to roll How far up? Uh, the, the ceiling's only about 15 feet. Oh,
5: oh, rolling oh, oh no. Oh, no. Six. Four. Oh my god. Jesus.
3: There was no Good universe works. in which I thought <laughs> that the rust monsters were going to go first. Monsters? Uh, oh no, there's monsters. There's
5: always monsters.
3: You see them just at the edge of your vision, 30 feet ahead of you. And they come marching... What's that?
4: We've seen them farther away because we, we have dark
3: No, because you guys have been preparing for everything. Okay, just make
4: sure.
3: Um, so the, uh, one of them comes just sort of like skittering forward along the ceiling and then you see movement behind it and you see there's a second one there as well. And they come skittering forward, passing right over Cassian um, yeah. and dropping down from the ceiling. They both drop down from the ceiling, uh, one on either side of Yarfik. Okay. Um, run. Run! In between me and... <gasps> run! Run! Run. So one on either side of Yarfik, um, and uh, the, one, the one behind you um, just starts sort of brushing you with its antenna. <laughs>
4: um,
3: but since you don't have any metal on you right now, it doesn't have any effect. It's just sort of tickly. Uh, but the one in front of you uh, actually goes to bite you. Um, Neither one of them are my
1: tasty, tasty
3: gnome. Uh, they do not because they, uh, something else you would know with your, your natural 20 on nature is that they smell iron. Oh, he right. I was that. hoping
1: they couldn't yeah, get that did, precise that.
3: on it. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and Yarfik lives in his armor, so he just has the scent of it. About <laughs> he just freaks a <laughs> so i
4: sloughing off part of my skin. Yeah. Well.
3: <laughs> um, so it uh, it goes to try and bite you, uh, but it's only a 10 to hit, which I know won't. Well, even without your armor on, that's not Because I have my shield as well which is um, so uh, next up is Cassian.
1: So they're like both within reach of me, right? Where am I on this map? I can barely make out what those figures
3: you are. You are right here. There is one literally right next to you. The other one is on the opposite side of the art So you can easily hit one of them.
1: Okay, all right, I will um, I'll, I'll stab at the one right behind me with Aja's tear. Okay. That's a 21.
3: 21 hits. Um, 11 damage. Okay, so 11 points of damage as you uh, whirl around and with Aja's tear, you just stab forward and you manage to... Uh, the tip manages to find its way between the chitinous plates on the creature's back and this sort of like green goo comes oozing out when you pull the blade free. Uh, you want to do anything
4: else? That'll do
1: it for me for the moment.
3: Uh, yeah. Garf?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm not that kind of dwarf. Get your hands off me. Uh, spin around say Tira and activate my shield. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Sacred Flame, the one behind me. So
3: dex save. Dex save. And a DC 14. Uh, that is a 15. So I believe that does... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, so you uh, go with your... Actually, you don't even have your tankard on you, so you're calling down Sacred Flame from above, aren't yeah. you?
4: Yeah, so it's not even... Well.
3: Yeah, and you call down sacred flame from above, but it just easily sort of skitters out of the way. Like, it's clearly in its somewhat natural habitat, so it's it's well aware of how to use the uh, the environment to its advantage. Uh, Ildolf. I just, I just blow on them. <laughs> um,
5: I just blow a bunch of kisses at them. No, uh... <laughs> poison probably wouldn't work on them, huh? Who knows? Did I know that with my natural? Cassian, nat- Cassian <laughs> would
1: poison work? Yeah, um, Sam, do I think poison would work? Do I know any, enough about them to know that with my
3: natural? <laughs> they, treatment? they aren't. They are not poisonous themselves. You're not aware of them having any kind of immunity or resistance.
1: Poison should work just fine.
5: All right, I'm close enough to this one, right? To, is that that's within ten feet? Yes, yes. Okay, um, I kind of like sort of just stick my head around Eowyn and go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that, wasn't that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Cast poison spray. That wasn't me. Is it a? It's a con save. Con save. Yeah.
3: So you coat it with poison uh, and it rolled an 11, which I believe does not save. That does it not save.
5: Poison. And now it's <laughs> 2d12. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Two, oh, no. Oh two points God. of poison damage. You could
3: not have rolled worse.
2: I could not
5: wow.
3: have. <laughs> Those double? are mine. Oh, no. So you uh, <laughs> you send a poison spray at it, and it, it sort of coats the back of its chitinous plating but doesn't find its way in, but a little splash gets in one of its eyes <laughs> and takes two points of poison damage. No. And then it look. It turns around and goes, did you spit in my eye? <laughs> Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, well,
1: you can talk? Let's reason this out. <laughs> anyway, it's your turn.
2: I'm going to cast... To tell reduce! That. We stop. What? Whoa. Right? What? So we can squish it. Whoa! Ooh. How big is that? Is that to scale? That is to scale. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, it's about the size. It, it, is, it is a medium creature. Medium-sized dog. Um, I get So I'm going to cast Reduce. Uh, creature does a constitution save with a saving throw of DC 15. If not... It is reduced. Str dis, dis minus one d four weapon damage. What? Uh, it, it has disadvantage
3: on strength checks and strength oh, saving throws.
2: Oh, cool. And then it's minus one d four damage. Yeah.
3: Um. So that is a con. Yes. Seven.
2: All right. So I cast the. The magic word for reduced, which is, <laughs> it's real small. Uh, how I don't
3: know exactly how small. Uh, so it reduces its uh, size by one category. So it is now a small creature, uh, which would be the size of uh, like a gnome.
1: Okay. Does that do anything?
3: Like, what does that do? It's... Uh, it gives it disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws, and it has uh, oh, uh, 1d4 that? less damage on all uh, attacks, essentially. Okay. Because it is now okay. one-eighth of its normal size. Is
1: that the one that's closer to me or farther from me? Uh, oh, that's, that's the one that is you. farther
3: from you. Okay.
4: We figured you got the one that's near you. We've got the one behind you.
2: Can I try to move away without getting an attack of opportunity? You could try, but it would get an attack of opportunity. Yes. Okay. And I won't.
4: Uh,
2: I'll just. I'll just do kind of like an evasive dance.
3: <laughs> a lot of a lot of jazz hands. Yeah. Uh, so next up are the bad guys. Um, so the rust monsters, uh, the one that was sort of painting the back of uh, of Yarfic, uh, has now just been shrunk. Um, and it's going to turn around because it, it sort of felt the direction where this magic came from, and it's going to lash out at uh, at Aon. Uh, so that is, uh, but that is only an eight to hit.
2: It doesn't. So it does me. not
3: misses you. And
1: oh, um, would avoided an attack. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's happened before. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, happened yeah. quite a bit. No, you almost um, never get hit. Nobody tries to hit me, and then yeah. sometimes when they do, I sometimes evade it.
3: And then uh, the other one is going the to basic try... evasive dance works. It does. It works <laughs> uh, The other one's going to try and bite at Yarfik again. Still Bring it. focused on that. Uh, that is a 13. It does not hit. Which does not hit. So once again, you just sort of duck and weave uh, out of the way. Uh, Cassian.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to use... My decanter of endless water on the little guy. <laughs> I'm gonna use the the geyser effect. Uh, the magical word for which is kablush, and I'm gonna okay. try and uh, blast it like back down the tunnel, pat like away from us and towards the fire trap.
3: Okay. Uh, it, what is it? It's a strength saving throw, I believe.
1: Yeah, I gotta look up the DC Does he to shoot
3: through me? Uh, not through you, but it's definitely going to affect both a and Niltof.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that then because that's dumb. Uh, forget it then. I'll just stab the one in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll it. Sorry, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know there wasn't a way to like pick it off. Or can I just uh, try and like? What would happen if I tried to squish it against the side of the tunnel instead of shooting directly back down the corridor?
3: Uh, you can try that. I would have you roll uh, Dex.
2: Yeah. you kinda of uh, And since
3: you're not that. like a firefighter You would not have proficiency
1: <laughs> Okay, forget it that's what the Cassian makes are. a that mental note to add firefighter To his, uh, <laughs> his, <to> his <laughs> Alright, then forget it I'll just do an, another attack on the guy Okay um, That's a 23 23 hits That is 9
3: 9 damage. So you uh, take another stab, uh, again calling forth a stream of that greenish goo, and you can see that the, this creature is starting to sort of stumble on its feet a little bit. It's not nice. looking really too good. Yarfik? Uh,
4: Sacred flame, the guy that just got uh, stabbed. Okay. Uh,
3: that is a 2! Two. Oh, 2d8
4: two radiant damage. Okay, so
3: that is a six points of radiant damage. Six points of radiant damage as uh, from above, you call down a sacred flame from Ajia. Uh It is bathed in purple fire, uh, and you can see that it sort of um, like almost ignites the green goo that's been pouring out of it a little bit, and leaves burn marks on the outside of it. Uh, it's not looking great, uh, but it is still standing. Yldov.
5: Well, I guess I'll just Eldritch Blast them.
3: Okay. Are you gonna split the beam or? Yeah. Yeah, you can do it from there. Yeah. And sort of put your <clears> arm with <throat> the rod out around Aowen and.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. Okay.
5: Just like poke through her-, her arms, just. You have to roll twice, spell. right? Let it yes. It's yes. a reach, one a reach around okay. spell. <laughs> Ooh, nat twenty. Nat Twenty okay. yeah, on
3: one of them, and the other.
5: <laughs> Wait, that's a twelve.
3: Wow. <laughs> okay.
5: Because of my rod. <laughs> yes, it is.
3: Uh, which one do you want to go at, which, rust Monster?
5: Uh, which one is looking more pathetic, this guy? So one of them is guy? shrunk, and the other okay. one is
3: like stumbling on its feet. Let's it looks go. Looks like it's very close to death.
5: Let's do the Nat twenty on the shrunken. Okay. Guy.
3: Okay. So uh, go ahead and roll damage for that one. The other one does not. Hit. <laughs> so it should be I think two D ten. Two D ten. Well, one times d- two. Oh, sorry. One d10 times two, split the beam. One d10 times two, though, because
5: yes. it's an at twenty. Yep. Okay. Is this the right one? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it knocks <laughs> it over. That's
3: eight points. Uh, eight
1: points. Guys, there's boulder traps in here too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Run! Uh, so you uh, peek the, the rod of the pack keeper sort of around Eowyn as if you're like hugging her from behind. Uh, g- hi, g- I, okay and uh, <laughs> two, two black force bolts come off the end of it, one sort of careening off of the, uh, the side of the cable, the other one striking the, uh, the reduced one that's in front of you. And Eowyn, with your passive perception, mm-hmm. um, you notice, uh, especially due to the, the general proximity, that when Eowyn casts this, and given that it's like an especially powerful, uh, sorry, when Ildov cast this, and given that it's an especially powerful uh, usage of the, the pack magic that she's been given, this image sort of almost like overlays her head of this Uh-oh. dark creature with uh, sort of large, bull-like horns and, a, and a, a sharp, toothy smile, and it's there for an instant and gone.
2: Because she, she, her head was, like, right next to me when yeah. it happened. Yeah. I was like, uh...
3: uh what? Um, and Ildov, you didn't even notice this happening. Eowyn's the only person who could see it. Oh, uh,
2: my goodness.
3: And Eowyn, it's your turn.
2: Okay. okay. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to reach into the bag of holding... Well, you said they... They can rustify magical objects. Correct. But I'm wondering if they would still be distracted by the immovable rod. So I take out the immovable rod, and do I notice them looking at it funny? <laughs> uh, you won't really
3: notice until their turn, which is next.
2: Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, uh, it's it's iron. This is an iron thing, so it's their favorite. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just kind of do a little jump and then button it up on the top of the wall. Okay. A, a, just a little jump up. And okay. Then leave it up there.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll call that's your action for the round. Right. I'm not gonna make you roll anything for that. You no. can jump without yes. <laughs> Acrobatics. <laughs> uh, it would actually be athletics. Um, but uh, yeah, you jump and just sort of like click it up above your head. So we'll say it's like you're fairly tall. Right. Um reaching up. I'd say it's about eight feet off the ground. Nice. Um and do you have it up against the wall or like hanging in midair? Uh
2: we could do uh well, up against the wall. That's what I did. I kind
3: of like. Okay, so it's it's up against the yeah. wall, uh, just perpendicular to it, sticking right. out. And now it's the bad guys' turn. Right. Almost as if the uh, the Pied Piper was calling them. Oh, they immediately go crawling over to the wall, just past, muscling their way past everybody, which gives both Cassian and Yarfik an attack of opportunity on the one between them, totally. um, and Ao and you have an attack of opportunity on the teeny one.
2: Uh, 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 uh. Uh, that's can that be a spell? Uh, because I don't really have.
3: Any do you have? You don't have Warcaster, I believe. Do you? I have feet. So. Uh, then no. For you, it would have to be a. Uh, I do, but I don't really melee <laughs> attack. I have no
2: so weapon, so. so you could punch it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I punch it. <laughs> so
1: just go ahead and stack. roll a D twenty <laughs> and add your strength.
2: <laughs> hot ta, hot ta, hot ta. You
1: just try and step on it with your shoe a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Ooh, eighteen. plus my strength is. So, 18.
3: <laughs> so that hits, Yay! and it does one damage. <laughs> as you just punch it real quick. And what did you get on yours? I'm going to
4: do Sacred Flame, actually, because I have War Caster. So, okay. get back. so Sacred Flame has her going fast.
3: Uh, yeah, got a five on its roll. Ooh,
4: uh, that's 11 points of uh, damage for-
3: Okay, so the one uh, between you and Cassian at the smell of metal coming out of this, this extra planar space that you were keeping it in, uh, it goes shooting off to it, and you call down a column of sacred flame, and it just uh, like burns in radiant agony. It, this, this like horrible squeal comes off of it, uh, and then this like very odd smell is left behind is just just sort of this now like smoking husk of chitinous plates and and sort of crackling ooze coming I out of Claim those it. plates. I'm going to take them.
1: Wow, well, I got a 28. But I guess it does not necessary now. I poke
3: the plates with my sword. <laughs> yep. Um, and they just sort of like collapse in on themselves like a like a burned house falling down or like a burned barn. There you go. Oh. Uh, if we want to call back to that. Uh, so next up uh, Cassian uh, right now, one of the rust monsters is dead. The other one, the reduced one, is now about eight feet up the wall, sort of like brushing its antenna on this, the immovable rod to seemingly no effect.
1: Okay, weird pitch, guys. Seems like we can control this thing. Do we want to take it with us? <laughs>
4: I, uh,
2: if we take it with us, Yafik is unarmored.
1: Oh, right, we can't have any first stuff out. Good point, okay. All right, I kill it. <laughs> I mean, I attack it. <laughs>
3: I kill it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll an attack. Uh,
1: Twenty-one.
3: Twenty-one hits. That's twelve. Um, twelve points of damage, um, and it also is not looking good, but it is unperturbed from trying to eat this uh, this immovable rock.
1: Cool, <laughs> uh,
3: Yarf... Uh, sacred Flame. <laughs> sacred Flame again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just got uh, that. And that is a seven. Mm-hmm. Eight and four is 12. That's 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Paint me a picture, Yarpik. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I call down Sacred Flame, and it's a thin kind of like pinhole uh, column of purple flame just going right in between one. It sits there for a second, and then boom, right off of me, it's like Ian.
3: Okay, so it uh, it just sort of pierces down inside, and then uh, the the heat of it forces it to explode outward. Uh, let's get everybody. dexterity saves from okay. everybody. Oh my god. Because you're all right there. No, I fail
2: it. Ooh, not 15, 20. Not critically, but I fail
3: it. Okay. Uh, oh, 13 3. Uh, so uh, Yarfik and Eowyn are... Just coated like head to toe with this green ooze <laughs> and specks of chitinous plate as both Ildov and Cassian dive behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for the same.
5: Oh, sorry, Ael.
3: So, sorry, Ael. I, I, I reach out miss. and I just
1: sort of try to like brush a little bit off of Ael's hair, <laughs> like, I don't.
3: I like that you try to brush it off her and not cast prestidigitation to clean her, which you can do myself.
4: I'm just wiping myself down. And the rod before I take it off the wall.
3: <laughs> uh, so taking off the wall takes a little bit of time because you have to, like, jump back up and hang right. on it and then click the button to come back
5: something. down. No, I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, I, I could just fly. Yeah. Do you could uh, just fly. Yes. Well, I mean, I have to cast it. Right. I mean, cast it. seems like,
4: like, a, I like, like a waste a of a spell, yeah. Does a little bit.
1: What would you say, Sam? Okay, John?
4: Could you just take the decanter and, like, wash me down? And like, I'm covered in goo. Yeah, totally.
1: I hose your feet off. You have to make a saving
2: throw, by the way. Right. But uh, well, because the button side is up against the wall, mm-hmm. can't I just, like, smack the butt of it as I jump? You can. It you doesn't
3: just have to, move. like, jump up and Okay, hit it. So Don't it's going to take you a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, like, Cassian, I'm going to try
1: and, like, run up the wall and, like, parkour flip off
3: and hit it. <laughs> okay, Cassian, roll acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, my yeah, acrobatics my, yeah, is pretty
3: good, fine, I believe. You no, know, I
2: had All it right. pretty much under looking Okay, you were doing great. Like, you were fine.
1: Um, that is a thirteen for acrobatics.
3: A uh, thirteen. You uh, you go to run up the wall and you make it like three steps up, and then your foot kind of slips, but you manage to actually reach out and catch your catch the rod and sort of hang on it. And and with your sort of natural showmanship, you make it look like that's what you meant to do. <laughs> How sweet was that, guys? It's like a and
1: then I and then I tap the button on the rod, forgetting how it works, and just fall straight down. Yep.
3: There. <laughs> I got him. I got him. That is exactly what happens. I, I try to catch him. And uh, you don't have to worry about the saving throw for the decanter because he can just point it straight down on top of you and <laughs> wash you down. <laughs>
4: to oh yeah, I do that a thing. <laughs> it's a chip. Damn it, you could we have could that's just right. a digitation view. Uh, this was more. But different. how refreshing was that, though? Right? <laughs> it's like being back in the monastery and just taking cold baths in the morning. This monastery, you just paint
1: such an evocative picture of it every time you reference it. Uh,
4: So I need to put my armor back on, if that's okay. Can I take the minutes to do that, please? Yeah. Uh, It's actually going to take ten
3: minutes to do that.
4: I'm I'm an armor
3: master now, so... Oh, that's right, you have have a medium medium armor master. It's one
4: minute off and five minutes on. Uh, The other thing is, I keep saying to myself, the worst part is, we could have snuck through here. I'm now sneaky. Like, I'm so pissed I didn't take my armor off again. Last time I was just making sure we're going to be sneaky, and I'm... There. We well, can still
1: sneak. I mean, we, we can haven't still really...
4: sneak. Right, but I didn't feel like I'd have to take my armor off this time. I was kind of enjoying not having to.
3: Uh, well. well, you still wouldn't have been able to sneak past yeah, them. Way. Yeah, they can smell your a... metal.
4: Uh, maybe and I take the Katniss things and I shove them in the bag holding. Mm. I want you them. want to
1: just strap those to your bod right now? See so if it oh gives my. you an extra
4: Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I need someone God. to help me craft them. I think I can make something fun out of those. Okay. All right.
3: Okay. All right, let's so press on. Take some time uh, and collect all of that stuff. You get redressed um, and you press on forward. Are you guys going to keep the same order, Cassie and Charlie?
0: Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at cast You can email us with any questions or comments at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Review and subscribe. Review the show to let others know how you feel about it. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then, head over to patreon.com IWVTCast and consider supporting your number one top best favorite creators in the whole cosmos. If you have a craving for behind-the-screen knowledge, go to IWVT.wikia.com to see character descriptions, episode breakdowns, and more. You can even help us flesh it all out. And, be on the lookout for our new D&D Discussion Facebook Live series, Philosophical Wax. The Improvised Weapons theme, fight music, and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Our sound effects are all from BattleBards.com. To use them in your game, sign up for BattleBards Prime and use the code IWVTCast to checkout, or just follow the link in the episode description. Tune in next time as the party continues traveling through the bloodied mall. Will they reach the city, or will they be stymied by more of the cave's denizens? We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.